0: Well, we had uh, yesterday, we were talking about how to deal um, with the attacks of the enemy and how uh, the word says, uh, Jesus said this, we err not knowing the scripture nor the power of God. And we were talking about how uh, Nicole and I, when we first started Boomerang, would watch people who would be in agreement on Sunday morning on the word and then they would get decimated on Sunday afternoon through the next Sunday. Right. um, Mostly because they didn't know the word. They didn't understand the attacks of the enemy. And although they were very simple attacks, they didn't know what to do with them. Yeah. And um, what I found out was our society in the church was a lot lower than what I thought it was. It was a lot lower than what I expected it to be. And the Lord really showed that. And once I figured that out, I started learning how to help people through that process. But still today I see people that trip over some of the simplest things and um, we don't wanna do that. And one of the things that I was thinking about this morning and as I was praying about this broadcast is, how do we in the middle of the storm, our reaction and our response is very, very important. And in order to harvest godliness and victory through the Lord in that, our response has to be on on point. It has to be godly. It has to be biblical. It has to be of the Spirit. Yeah. And many times our response is not of the Spirit. And there's a reason for that. The reason is that we love what we have, mm-hmm. and we're not willing to give up what we have but you see in Revelation, somebody put this in the comments, please. Revelation twelve eleven, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb, which gives us access to all victory
1: yeah. and
0: all authority and all of God's power, the blood of the Lamb, the blood of Christ, the word of our testimony. So we have a reaction. We have a confession. Um, and then we love not our life, lives until the death. Right. Which means... I don't love what I could lose more than I love God.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Right? If I if I don't love my if I don't love my life to the death, then what I'm saying is I realize I could lose something, but I I don't want to lose godliness right. more than what I might lose in the flesh. Yeah. And so a lot of times what'll happen is we'll think that let's say buddy said something against you well, now I'm going to lose my reputation. And if you love that reputation more than you love God, then the problem is you will try to defend yourself in front of people. You will attack Buddy for that. But if you love godliness more than your reputation, you will sow into him forgiveness and love and mercy, and, and you will take that. Instead, of you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you'll win yeah. because now a supernatural omni, um, omnipotent power is going to be released yeah. when you sow love and mercy. And so <clears throat> when an attack comes up, we have something to sow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brother Copeland would say, I've heard him say this many times, he would say, first words are important. Yeah. First words. And so he he tells the story of... Um, one time he was going through the house, he knows the house, but he walks through and there was a sofa in a place that it wasn't normal, like an Ottoman and it was a big heavy Ottoman and he, his foot kicks the Ottoman and to the best physical knowledge, he broke his foot or broke his toe, right? And it's in pain. And he's like, ah, you know, and he wants to shout stuff he shouldn't shout. But he said, first words are important. Right. And so he said, I'm the healed of the Lord, you know. And um, so later on that day, he's walking, and all of a sudden he keeps that confession, right? So what he did was in that moment, instead of sowing into his flesh, he sowed into the spirit and he reaped a spiritual action. He stepped out of a car later that day and he heard, (laughs) and and all of a sudden his foot was healed. Like God just healed it. First words. Well, what that is, is it's, it's more than just first words. It's sowing into the spirit when you don't feel like it. Your first reaction And that is literally a seed. And one of the things I want to look at is Galatians uh, chapter 6.
2: And
0: look at verse 7. We'll go 7 through uh, 10. Well, we'll go 7 through 9. Galatians 6, 7 through 9. Go ahead and read that and I'll jump in if I need to.
2: It says, "Do not be deceived. God is not mocked, for whatever a man sows, this will he also reap."
0: Okay, so we're starting out with sowing and reaping, mm-hmm. right? So one of, and you're going to see that that feeds into the very next couple of verses. Yeah. But he's saying what you do is a seed. Yeah. yeah. What you do is a seed. Yeah. Now we use this many times in the offering and it works there. It, it it's just as Um, just as good in the offering as it is in what we're talking about. But what you do is a seed and understand that the thoughts we think, they're seeds, right? The actions we take, they're seeds, right? All of these things are seeds. So our thoughts, our actions, we're going to see that clearly here in just a second. But one of the things we need to understand is if I have any action it's a seed. Yeah. You go to Romans uh, chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, and it says that we should live by a reasonable service. Or The New American Standard says our spiritual service of worship. You know, uh, Let me read it to you. Exactly. So it's a reasonable service or a spiritual service of worship. In other words, every action we take is either worship yeah. or it's not. It's either worship or it's not. Yep. He said, therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. In other words, God sees it as this is what we should do. Mm -hmm. God says, look, present your bodies living and holy and acceptable to God. And this is a reasonable service. This is what we should do to God. So every action, every thought is either worship of God or it's not. Some people think that worship's just when music's playing, you're lifting your hands. Everything we do, and listen, how you listen to this message Mm -hmm. today is either worship or it's not. If you're just like, well, whatever, they're talking, I'll play it in the background. I'm not really esteeming it. That's not worship, yeah. right? But when you esteem the word and you're listening, you're trying to pay attention. You might be at work and you're listening on headphones and you got to do your work. And then you should esteem your work. And But here's the thing, how we're treating things, how we're thinking about things. It's worship yeah. or it's not. It's either on or off. Well, everything that we do is either a seed or it's not. Yeah. Every action. Okay. So now... He says, Look, God's not mocked. Yeah. If you sow good, mm-hmm. you'll reap good. Yeah. But if you sow bad, you'll reap bad. Yeah. So how we react in a storm has everything to do with the harvest that we'll reap. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
2: Verse 8 says, For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life.
0: Yeah. So you can see that we have two different seeds we can plant. Mm-hmm. We can plant a fleshly seed and we'll reap fleshly results. Yeah. Well, that means it's limited to my flesh, but I can, I can sow spiritual seeds and I will reap spiritual yeah. results. Yeah. So if when you are challenged and talked bad about by somebody and you sow godliness and the love of God, and the mercy and forgiveness, you're sowing spiritual seeds. That means God now comes in and his omnipotent power that's not limited now comes and stands with you and for you, right? And you might be uh, helping the person to actually receive uh, the love of God. So you're sowing eternally in that way. But if you try to defend yourself because you love who you are and you love your life more yeah. than God, no, y'all need to defend my reputation. You know, God wants me to have a good name is better than choice jewels. You know that kind of thing. You're quoting scripture, but you're not forgiving, right. and, and you're believing more in your ability to defend than you are in being godly in your response. Now you're sowing to the flesh. Mm -hmm. And what's probably going to happen is it's going to blow up and you're not going to look good. You're going to lose more of that reputation by trying to defend yourself instead of the Lord being your defender. So in other words, the best defense is be godly. Sow to the spirit, don't sow to the flesh. So look at this. Read this verse again.
2: For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life.
0: So he reaps the life of God. Yeah. He reaps the life of God. This there that is not limited. It's mm-hmm. unlimited. And of course, this also works in, you know, financial things as well. If if you're sowing from the flesh, well, what do I have to pay this week, and what do I have available, and what do I have this? Everything's logical. Everything's fleshly. Instead of saying, God, show me what to do, and I'll yeah. do it. I trust you no matter what I have in the bank. I trust you no matter what it looks like. Now you're now you're saying, Lord, spiritually, I trust you more yeah. than I trust my logic. I trust you more than anything else. Yeah. Then you hear from the Lord. So a lot of people will say, Well, I can't sew like that. You know, I've got this coming up and that coming up. That a lot of times is why you need to sew like that. You know, that's the reason why. The Lord will, will come through. And so um, well, I just I had an an example of that where I'd sewed, but I don't want to tell it. So um so one of the things that you see is that when we will trust God, even when we don't have an answer, Lord, we're trusting him. Yeah. That is sowing to the Spirit. Yeah. And when we face a storm, many times our thought is, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? You know, And we try to start defending ourselves. It's kind of like Peter walking on the waves, right? Walking on the water. He He gets out there. He does great at first. But then all of a sudden, he moves into trying to protect himself. Right. He gets into logic. He starts sowing thoughts to the flesh when he saw the wind and the waves. Yeah. And all of a sudden he reaped what the fleshly world had for him. What, yeah. what the physical world had was he sunk. Right? But when he sowed spiritually, his eyes on Jesus, yeah. that was a seed. When he sowed that, he walked on water. Right. He did the supernatural. How many of us can do the supernatural if we will sow the spiritual seed? Yeah. No matter what the storm looks like.
2: Well, what's been so fun is, and and I think I've mentioned this before, I've been watching, I know Pastor has been watching Brother Tracy's broadcast. I listened to yeah. this morning's, you and Brother Tracy preached a very similar message yesterday. Oh, really? And what you just said is like... Very much in line with what he was talking about. It's so cool to watch just how the Holy Spirit works.
0: That's been happening for a while, and we and I don't talk to him till long after it.
2: It's so so cool. It's the Holy Ghost. But one of the things that he was talking about yesterday in his discipleship class, and he's been talking about it for a while, is removing the mixture. And he was talking specifically about how sowing and reaping is a weapon. It's a it's a tool that the enemy or that the enemy that the Lord gave us to to use against the enemy to ensure that we are walking in the things God wanted us to. So it's sowing your actions. It's literally a tool to ensure that you're reaping the things of God. And so what he was talking about yesterday specifically is as long as the mixture, worldliness, fleshliness, and yeah. spiritual, like the spiritual life are in you, you won't reap. You can believe it. You can confess it. You can yeah. stand on it. You can have a heart that says, no, I believe this is going to happen and never reap. You can be patient and, and yeah. stand and stand and stand. But if that mixture is inside of you, that you'll never, ever, ever see the, fulfill- the fulfillment of his promises. Yeah. And that's basically what you're saying. If, you, if the actions that That we're sowing do not produce seeds of life back inside of us. And we're saying, I believe this, but faith without works is dead. If we're sowing actions that produce a mixture in us, we're never going to reap. We're going to stay in that storm. And that's why so many Christians aren't harvesting is because they, we say one thing and we'll do another thing yeah. and they're not synced up. So it's just so interesting listening to you talking because clearly this is something so important to the body of Christ that not just here, but across the country in Texarkana, I'm sure in so many other places right now, here's Holy Spirit saying, body, it's time to harvest. Yeah. It's yeah. time to harvest no matter what it looks like. You can and you will. Yes. Let me teach you how. Yes,
0: that's right. Well, you know, one of the things—if th- this is one of the most dangerous aspects of of living—I love what Markey just said. She said, "What you talked yesterday about how you're sewing immediately was so good." Something came up yesterday that had the opportunity to upset yeah. me. And realizing that helped me to not yield to the attack. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Because many people yield to the attack uh, before they even realize it because they've not fixed the seed of their thoughts, the seed of their mouth uh, to sow to the spirit. And so they give themselves to those ideas. And that's where when you get revelation of 2 Corinthians 2.14, but thanks be unto God, who... Always leads us into yeah. triumph in Christ. First uh, Corinthians 10 13, who God will not allow us to be to be tempted beyond what we are able, but God is faithful. Yeah. He will provide a, a way of escape. Yeah. So I'll he in other words, he will not allow me to be tempted yeah. beyond what I'm able to handle. So if I'm in a situation, God and I can handle it. Yeah. Yeah. And if we can't then I wouldn't be in it. Yeah. You see? And so when you have knowledge of that and it's revelation to you, stuff can come up and come up and come up, but you, you have revelation of it, it's going to be okay. Yeah. It's going to be all right. Or I wouldn't be facing it. Right. Yeah. And and when you have that, now your first thoughts, your first seed mm-hmm. can go to the spirit instead yeah. of the flesh. And one of the most important things is that we don't mix a worldly response and a godly response. Yep. He's been talking about the mixture. Yeah. We can't mix the two. So one of the, one of the worst things that you can get in the habit of, and I hear people use this like it's some revelatory thing, is, well, God gave us a brain for a reason. Yeah. And so what they'll do, the problem with that, and, and that's true, he did give us a brain, and he wants us to be wise. Right. But he doesn't want us to be worldly wise. He wants us to be godly wise. Yeah. Right? And there's a big difference between those two. And he did give us a brain for a reason. But those things that we meditate on are the promises yeah. and the word. Yeah. Not, not how to fix ourselves in the situation. He will help fix yeah. us in that situation. That's trusting him. And a lot of times what people are doing is here's what they're doing. God's showing them a all-powerful way to come out of a situation. Yeah. But then what they're saying is, but he's given us a, a worldly brain. Right. And we need to combine those two. Mm-hmm. Now you have a mixture of the holy and the unholy. Mm-hmm. And that is never going to produce power. No. Because a little leaven leavens the whole lump. Yep. No, you hear from God and you confer no longer with flesh and yeah. blood. And so it's very important that we understand, you know, uh in the Old Testament it tells us that the ministers should teach on the holy and the difference between the holy right. and the profane. And that means to not have a mixture. The profane is the common. That's yeah. like common common logic mm-hmm. in the world yeah. versus godly logic. It's like bringing the common. I remember one time uh we played we were doing what we thought was right. And we watched, I think the, um, I think we watched the Super Bowl at our old building. Yeah, we, we watched the Super Bowl. And so we had service and uh, watched the Super Bowl or something afterwards mm-hmm. and uh, watched it that night in the sanctuary. And something in my spirit just was bothering me. I said, Lord, what is this? What, what's going on? He said, you brought the world into the place that should be kept holy. Yeah. You brought it in there, and you mixed the holy and the profane. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's not that we couldn't recover from that. It's just that I I was okay yeah. with bringing the common thing into a place that should be seen as holy. Right. And I said, Lord, I repent. We will never do that again. We will never do that again. And so, mm-hmm. even when we have weddings and stuff like that. Like, I'm not allowing a bunch of worldly music to be played. One day I walked into the sanctuary and somebody just had, like, a worldly radio playing in the sanctuary. I was like, do not play that in here. Yeah. Do not play that in here. This is not a place of a mixture. And um, it's, you know, it's one of those things where we have to recognize that the mixture of the holy and the common or the holy and the profane. Yeah. um, It damages the the spiritual. You're sowing spiritual seeds, right? Or you're sowing worldly seeds, fleshly seeds. And you don't want to sow both. You want to sow just godly seeds. And our our reaction, our first thoughts, our first comments, not knowing that we already have the victory and we think, oh my gosh, I got to do something, right? That's a fleshly seed and you're going to reap the flesh. But if you think, oh my goodness, Lord, Show me what to do, and yeah. I'll do it. You've already got the victory. Start praising God, you know. Now you're sowing yeah. spiritual seeds, and you will reap a spiritual harvest.
1: Yeah. Well, you see uh, Proverbs 3, 5 says, so, Trust the Lord with all your heart lean not on your own understanding. Yes. He's saying, he's saying, well, yeah, understanding is good, but that's not what you're supposed to be leaning on. You know, as we're yes. going through life, we don't yeah. lean on that. You Romans 12, 2, you know, uh, don't be conformed to the pattern of this world, but let... But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. He's literally—it's talking about basically pulling out the worldly stuff and leaning on holy things. And, and it reminds me of you know what what Jesus said when he when he was uh, when he said you know uh, those who seek after the life will lose it, but those who lose their life for my sake they'll find it. And so a lot of times you know what we can do is we like basically what we've been talking about is trying to hold on to worldly things or thing, you know, like I-, I really like this, or I really need this, or this is something that I really just want to keep, yeah. you know, as part of my life. When w- what God is saying is, if you just give that up, you're going to find something that's going to bring you more fulfillment, more that's hope, right. more joy, more life that's and life right. to the full, if you're willing to give it up. And then when you do that, when you do that, it blesses you. It, it-, it builds you up. It helps you yeah. whenever the storms rise up. You have something within you that can that can come against it, you know, and that's and that's you know one of the things that's important for us to recognize is you know if if I'm willing to give that stuff up, remove the yes. mixture, yes. that's yes. when I'm going to find true life.
2: Well, what it reminds me of is I um, George and I just put on social media today. We are expecting our first child, and when I found out that I was pregnant, I there and we've t- I've talked about it without just. a assigning the I was pregnant label, but when I found out that I was pregnant, there was so much fear that came immediately, like immediately. And yeah. it was, it was nuts to me how quickly it came. Cause would i would never dealt with that before. And my natural, like my immediate first response was, okay, I'm going to, Not my natural, my fleshly first response was, I'm going to learn as much as I can right now. Knowledge helps combat fear. And so I started, I started to listen to certain podcasts, faith-filled podcasts, but still not necessarily led by God. It was, I know these talk about this and here's this. And for about five days or so, I was being intentional to listen to things and it wasn't helping it was the more I learned, the more fear filled I got. And it just, it wasn't stopping. And so I was driving to the church one day and this literally, like it almost got to the point of terror. Like it was terrorizing me. Wow. I was driving to the church and I recognized it. And I, there have been a few moments in my life where I felt the spirit tell me to pray and talk to the Lord this way. And so as I'm driving, I told the Lord, Lord, I will not watch or listen to any of this stuff. Yes. You have to tell me what to do. I'm not going to listen to a thing you don't tell me to listen to. I'm not going to read a thing you don't tell me to listen to. I'm not going to talk to a person you don't tell me to talk to. If you're not in it, I'm not going to learn about it. If yeah. you want me to know this, show it to me. And then I talked. I ministered with you, or you ministered to me. A few weeks later, this past week, when Brother Ted was here, the two nights that Evangelist Ted Jr. ministered. Filled me with so much faith. I could tell like the, th- the things i had been seeking the Lord on of how mm-hmm. do I stand for this? How mm-hmm. can I receive this? He immediately gave it to me. What I was longing for, he filled in that moment. Not mm-hmm. because I logically sought it out, yeah. but because the Lord's like, I'm going to add it to you. Don't even worry about it. I'm going to add what you need when you need it yeah. and just relax. But it was immediately figure out how to do it. And the more I tried to figure it out, the scarier
0: it got. Yeah, because you're sowing fleshly seed yep. into that, and so the issue the issue is when you know when we go back to Revelations twelve eleven, they overcame because of the blood of the lamb, the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives to the yeah. death. In other words, they were willing to put their life on the altar yeah. in order to trust God. Yeah, you hear that. They loved their not lives not into the death. They were willing to put their life on the altar in order to trust God. Yeah. Isn't that the case of everybody, all of the heroes of faith in Hebrews 11? They were willing to put their life yeah. on the altar yeah. in order to trust God. Yeah. Right? So in a situation like that, it seems illogical in the world and yeah. in the flesh to not uh, protect yourself. Yeah. Right? To not do the things that the world would teach you seems illogical. But when you trust God, you say, no, Lord, I give myself to you. I give myself to you. You know, Um, I give myself to you. I give myself to you, to your ways, to your protection. And that may seem illogical, but Lord, I trust you more than I trust my own life. You know, I trust you. And when we do that, that's when we overcome and so mm-hmm. when we try to do it our way or the world's way, right. we're sowing into the flesh and we're immediately limited.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: We're immediately limited. But when we trust God more than we trust our own actions and our own logic, we are immediately in unlimited, yeah. in the unlimited power of God. And that's how people do the supernatural. Yeah. And that's how it can be easy and light right it goes back to even you know Matthew 11 that we've been talking about a lot Jesus said come to me i'll give you rest take my yoke upon in other words do it my way yeah. walk where i walk walk how i walk utilize the ways that i've established in this word yeah. and it will be easy and light so that's why i say if you ever find yourself in hard and heavy odds are you or not you either have it come to jesus Or two, in other words, you're lingering out there in some area and you need to come to Jesus and you need to do it his way. And if you don't do it, it's going to be repetitive. It's going to be continuous. You've got to do it his way. If it's hard and heavy and it keeps getting jacked up, there's something that you're doing wrong, right? And we're sowing the wrong seeds it can be our thoughts it can be whatever and a lot of times it's just in our thoughts like we're trying to confess you know if somebody learns to confess the right things but they're not taking their thoughts captive then you've taken the part of the yoke about confession on you but you haven't taken the part of the yoke uh you haven't taken the part of the yoke about taking your thoughts captive right and so it's still going to not work like it should right you have to do what he's told you to do. And so a lot of times, you know, people are like, okay to still think thoughts that are worldly. But they're not, a, you know, they're they're okay to still think worldly and fleshly thoughts. But they'll confess the right things and wonder why it's not working. Right. You know, you have to do it God's way. You have to sow into godliness, sow into the spirit. Amen. Amen. So let's turn to Romans chapter 8. In verse five, what'd you drop? A oh, your knock water. over a water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Romans chapter eight and verse five, and it says this. And we'll read um, Romans eight five through eight. Go ahead and read that.
2: For those who are according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who are according to the spirit. The things of the spirit.
0: So the first thing we see here is if we're of the flesh, then we're thinking fleshly thoughts. If we're of the spirit, then we're thinking spiritual thoughts. So when the storm arises, you can see this very clearly in the storm where Jesus is asleep, you know, and uh, all of a sudden, what are the disciples thinking on? They're thinking on the flesh, (laughs) right? All of their thoughts is, oh, my gosh, we're going to die. You know, we're going to die. And Jesus' thoughts weren't there. Jesus' thoughts were, no, the Father told us to go to the other side. Yeah. So his thoughts were spiritual, which is why he got spiritual results. Their thoughts were, look at this storm. Oh, yeah. my goodness, we're going to die. Right? Right. And Jesus, I imagine Jesus' thoughts were more along the lines of, we can't die here. Right. God, the Father, told us to go to the other side. This thing's out of order. Yeah. This is out of alignment. I, I need to set it straight. Yeah. This thing's trying to go against what God said. That can't happen. Yeah. Yeah. You see, and all of a sudden, faith rises up because of the thoughts,
2: mm-hmm.
0: because of just thoughts, right? So we can be sunk or float." Based off of our thoughts. And this what this is saying. He's not talking about even words or actions here. Yeah. He's saying a mind yeah. set. Read read it again, verse eight. For, or verse five.
2: For those who are according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who are according to the spirit, the things of the spirit.
0: So if you want to start walking in the supernatural spiritual power of God, yeah. you got you gotta think like God thinks. You gotta think spiritual thoughts. You got to think. Thanks be unto God who always leads me to triumph, no matter what it looks like. Yeah. Thanks be unto God. Thank you, Lord. You know. Thank you, Lord. But in the middle of the storm, yeah. you're thinking that. You know. In the middle of the storm, yeah. you're thinking about victory. Yeah. You're thinking about victory. You know. You're You're thinking, oh, well, this would be fun to watch how God works this out because this can't stay. Yeah. This can't stay. You know.
2: Verse 6 says, For the mind set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the spirit is life and peace.
0: So again, we're not talking about words, we're not talking about actions. They, they are important as well, and they are both seeds. But we're starting at the mind. Yeah. Because words and actions are formed in the mind first. Yep. And where I see people trying to put on spiritual actions and put on spiritual words but in their mind is going crazy yeah. in the flesh. And that mean what that means is their words and their actions are not backed by their belief in yeah. their heart. And it's not going to work. And so you've got a lot of people that look spiritual on the surface but in their mind they've not taken fear captive, yeah. they're, they're given every thought, they've sowed their thoughts to the flesh. Yeah. And, and can't you see it right here? If you sow thoughts, verse six, if you sow thoughts of the flesh, it only produces death. Yeah, That's scripture. If you sow thoughts to the spirit, you only get life and peace. Yeah. So you yeah. have to have those thoughts put in place. And I watched the devil ransacking people because they won't sow mm-hmm. the right thoughts. Yeah, he'll throw a thought at them, and their mind will just <clears throat> and run after that fleshly thought, that yeah. negative thought, and they won't take it captive. All right, versa. Uh, go ahead.
2: Well, one thing I really started to understand this years ago when you you ministered on something a ditch of mine had been to think on negative things. So yep. a situation would come up. Let's take the one you used earlier. Buddy would say something negative about me. Years ago, I would have taken that and I would have gone home and I would have thought of all of the really fun things, uh, fun fleshly things I could then say back to Buddy and all the mean things, what things that would be satisfying to my flesh, not to my spirit, but to my yep. flesh. I'd just think about it. Now, I was committed to action wise, do the right thing. So I, I would go to buddy or if, if that situation came up, I wouldn't necessarily do it. I would say what I knew was right, but because I would meditated so long on being a smart butt back to buddy, what would come out of me, even if it was the right word, wouldn't have the right heart.
0: Yeah. It wouldn't. didn't have the base. And it yeah.
2: would it would still explode, and I'd go back to you guys. I'm like, I don't understand what happened. I said what you told me to say, blah, 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 and Buddy did blah, 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 and it was bad, and I don't know what happened. And it's because I'd allowed myself so long to think yeah. on what felt satisfying, that the mixture was there. I still sowed those seeds in my mind, what I thought on, then came out, even though I yeah. did what was right. Yeah. I didn't behind the scenes do what was right yeah. in front of people. I did. But behind the scenes, I was still super heathen in my thinking. So yeah. th- that's where
0: I first realized. So there was no basis for the words. There no. was nothing backing. The no. words were right, but your heart was. No. And so and I, I loved what you said. What manifested was your heart. Yep. Not what you said.
2: Mm-hmm. The heart comes yeah. through every time. That's
0: Right. That's right. I've watched that in people I've literally watched people say one thing and somebody else actually uh hear a different thing. Yeah. And uh I mean, literally watched that happen multiple times. And it was because the person's heart was didn't believe what they were saying yeah. and the other person actually heard and discerned their heart. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's real
1: exciting. <laughs> yeah, well, like, what is it? Like, eighty percent of communication is not what the words being said, but yeah. how it's being said. And you know, people can pick up a phony from a mile away. Yeah, you know, it's it's yeah. just the reality. But I mean, Jesus said, "A man speaks what his heart is full of." Yeah. So if I'm filling my heart or my mind, I'm I'm filling myself with all these thoughts and all these different things. When I speak something, it's gonna come out the way I've been thinking it. You know, yeah. I, my word, like you were saying, your words can say one thing, but if, if that mixture will come out, and yeah. you'll 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 hear both. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, that's like I I've seen it like with parents. You know, yeah. a lot of times, hey, apologize and sorry. Like you, there's a mixture. You're not, yeah, sorry, yeah. you know, like you're not sorry. You're not sorry. You can see the mixture. It's evident. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of people, even adults, haven't grown out of that. You know, of I'll say Absolutely. what's what's right and yeah. what well, well, I said, I apologized. No, you no, didn't. No, you really yeah. did yeah. 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 So like recognizing that I need to first up here, get my, my, my thinking right. Yeah. Get my heart right. Because, I mean, that's what God says. He's like, yeah. stop giving me your sacrifices because your heart's not in it. Yeah. You know, like I desire obedience over sacrifice. He's like... You you yeah. you might be doing the right things, but you don't have the right heart. And God yeah. and God God doesn't look at the outward appearance; He looks at the heart. He looks at the heart. That's what God yeah. looks at, and we need to make sure the heart's right. Well,
2: isn't it you and Pastor Nicole? I'm sure it's others, but I, I thought it was y'all that you won't spank or discipline your kids when you're mad.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, we won't. We will wait in that way. We, I mean.
2: Like you're not going to go while you're mad. No. Go like no. discipline the kids yeah, harshly while you're
0: doing yeah, that. Yeah, if I'm upset at it, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait until I'm not. Because I don't want to impart that yeah. to them. Yeah. Because
2: even though the correction is right, the discipline's yeah. necessary. If yeah. you if your heart yeah. is disciplining while you're mad, that's going to be what comes across. Yeah. And you're representing the father in that way. I'll
0: make sure that I get my heart right before I do. Yeah. yeah. That's right. But and now it's interesting, I want you you you've given two examples of what you learned and went through. And I want to utilize those since you brought those up. Sure. So here is this understanding of the base of who you are and how you should respond. Mm-hmm. And you've gotten this and you realize this. You know, this is not working because my heart was not right, my thinking was not right on it. And yet even with that revelation when this new situation came up with baby, sure. you know, uh, you didn't catch it right away, mm. you know, and you had, and part of it was you had never felt those things before, and and I understand that, but can you see how we need? Even though we have revelation of it, we need to constantly take those thoughts captive and be quick to do it yeah. before they get on a roll, yeah, you know, because I mean, you you told me, and you basically said it a second ago, is. It got on a roll, and it got very heavy, very quick. And you weren't planning on doing that or or anything. But see, our thoughts can get us headed downhill fast, and it can pick up speed, and it can completely train wreck our lives. And I have watched just thoughts, thoughts turn into things that will completely derail the plan of God in people's lives. Matter of fact, the majority of issues that I've ever seen in the church have have been thoughts yeah. wrong thinking without getting them cleared up or handling them properly yeah. and I've watched ministers who are called to fivefold ministry lose their ministry I've seen people lose their life over it I've seen I've seen this it and it hurts it hurts our heart but it's not our job to think for people. Yeah. My job is to teach exactly like this today, yeah. is we have to take those thoughts. Captain, we have to recognize our thoughts as seeds. Yeah. Our thoughts are seeds. And this is showing it. Your mindset on the spirit is life and peace, but a mindset on the flesh is death. Yeah. It's a seed.
2: Yeah.
0: And there's a harvest. And so if we're in the middle of a storm, we have to recognize that those thoughts our are, are seeds, and we have to take them. If we're going to get through the storm and come out victorious, we have to recognize those are the seeds that produce the harvest. Yeah, Those are the seeds that produce the harvest, Amen. right? So let's look now uh, at verse 7.
2: It says, Because the mind set on the flesh is hostile toward God, for it does not subject itself to the law of God, for it is not even able to do so. And those Look at that! I'm oh, sorry.
0: It's not even able. Yeah. So a mindset on the yeah. flesh is hostile. Do you realize when you have fleshly thoughts like, "Oh my gosh, how are we going to get through this?" Yeah. That is actually hostile towards God. Yeah. It's 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 attacking the Lord. Yeah. And his, and his character and nature. Mm-hmm. So see, we've not we've not thought. Oh man, this attacks God. I mean, would you go up and punch Jesus in the face? But that's what it says, a thought process that is fleshly, logical or earthly logical, yeah. earthly emotional, it's hostile yeah. towards God. Yeah. It's in the flesh. It's a hostility toward it. it's attacking God. Yeah. And we've been okay like we've we've been taught that it's fine. Yeah. to have those thoughts just don't do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what you just said. I would, I would have those thoughts, but then I would go do the right thing, but it wouldn't work out right because your heart wasn't in it. And and what God's saying right here is your heart is very important. Your thoughts are very important, yeah. and they are they are hostile towards yeah. me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: They're hostile, isn't yeah. that like when you see it in that angle? You'll most of us will be like, God, I don't want to punch Jesus. Yeah. You know. And, but our thoughts will do that if yeah. they're in the flesh. It's hostile towards them. Yeah. Read that again.
2: Because the mindset on the flesh is hostile toward God, for it does not subject itself to the law of God, for it is not even able to do okay. so.
0: Okay. So the reason it's hostile is it's basically saying, I know that you are my God, you're my protector, you're my provider, but I don't trust you in it right here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't trust you right here. And so it breaks outside of the law of God that He is trustworthy. Yeah. It breaks outside of the love of God, and it's a hostility towards God. Now how can we expect, how can we expect to have a godly fruit when we're attacking the very God who will save us? Right? You know, you know it's kind of like somebody who's is who's drowning and somebody comes up to save them. And a lot of times they'll fight the person who's trying to save them from drowning, and many times that's caused lives to be lost, either the person trying to save them or the person that's drowning. Yeah. And uh, but in other words, when we think wrong thoughts, have wrong emotions, and we don't take those things captive, we're fighting our our very savior. Right. And it's not we're not able to recover from it because it doesn't subject itself to law God. God and it's not able to do so. Right. It's not able to do so. So we've got to get to the place where we take those thoughts, Captain. And our first thoughts are very important. They are seeds.
2: Yeah. Verse 8 says, and those who are in the flesh cannot please God.
0: Cannot please God. Yeah. Can't. How many of us want to please God? Right. How many of us want to please God? Yeah. Right. And, uh, but he says, if you're thinking fleshly thoughts, and your mind is set on the flesh. Yeah. And see, most times when we read those verses, we're thinking, well, if I think about sin. But see, a lack of trust, a lack of faith. If you go back to Romans, I think it's Romans 5. A lack of faith is sin.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It is sin. Yeah. So if I'm thinking, I'm not going to be okay in this. i got to protect myself. i got to carry the, the weight of this myself. Yeah. That is sin. That's fleshly. So a lot of times we don't think that those thoughts are sinful and those thoughts are bad, but that's exactly what he's talking about. He's not just talking about, you know, stealing and and being a thief. He's not just talking about, you know, worshiping an idol Mm -hmm. and and the, the Ten Commandments. He's talking about not trusting yeah. him, yeah. not having faith in who he yeah. is. Well you're
2: searing your conscience. Yeah. Your your spirit man knows yeah. who God is and what he's capable yeah. of doing. But when that thought comes in, it sears the conscience, and that mm-hmm. seared conscience is what yeah. you to the lack of faith. It won't work.
1: That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. Well, the Bible says in Hebrews it says, without faith it is impossible to believe. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that's what we're talking about. You know. What when I'm when my mind is getting into a place of this isn't going to work out in fear, yeah. you know, what's happening is it's a lack of faith. And yeah. that's, you know, just.
0: Yeah. Well, when you look back at the same story with Jesus on the boat in the mm-hmm. storm, yeah. he's asleep and they are on the deck fearing for their lives. Mm-hmm. And then we see him correct them. Yeah. And you'll have people that'll say, you know, I, I'm not going to tell you you don't have any faith. That's just wrong to tell me I don't have enough faith. Yeah, it's very that's very short-sighted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that's very that's very short-sighted to, to take that approach. Um and because what Jesus was getting at is if you don't take these thoughts captive, the devil's going to kill you. Yeah. Because yeah. you're going to yield to his way of doing things instead of yielding to my way of doing yeah. things. I gave you the word, and that word has in it all the provision that you need. Yeah. Let us go to the other side. In that word was everything that we have. Now, they were learning in that process, and praise God, Jesus was with them. God's merciful, all of that. And, and God, God won't allow us to get in a situation that he won't provide a way of escape in. Yeah. So we can have the confidence that if we are in a situation, the escape and the victory is already planned. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that should give us great confidence. In other words, we shouldn't find ourselves in that situation and, and then be like, oh my goodness, what are we going to do? Right. Because in other words, what that's saying is, God doesn't know what he's going to do. Right. Yeah. Well, that's not true. God knows exactly how to bring you through, exactly how to give you a way of escape and victory. Yeah. You wouldn't be in it. You would not be in that situation if yeah. God didn't have a solution. So when we go, what are we going to do? That is completely flesh thinking. And if you, and see here, if you have flesh thinking, the only harvest of that is death.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
0: And so God's teaching us and showing us you can't have life and peace if you keep thinking like that. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that's why he challenged. Oh, you of little faith, you know? How long am I going to be with you? So we must come to a higher level in our thought process. We must come to a higher level. Look at this um, verse 13, or, or I think verse 12. Yeah. Romans 8 and verse 12. Go ahead, buddy.
1: Um, Romans eight twelve says, so then brethren, we are under obligation, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you are living according to the flesh, you must die. But if by the spirit you are putting to death the deeds of the body, you will live.
0: So what you see here is we, God's telling us by the Holy Ghost, we have an obligation, a responsibility yeah. to think this way. The mind, the flesh, the actions, and the thoughts. We are under an obligation. And if we don't take up that obligation. So see, when he says here... You are living according to the flesh. How? What was he saying just a few verses later when he was describing this? You are living according to the flesh when your mind was set on the flesh. Yeah. Yeah. In other words, so now we're still talking about the same type of stuff. Mm-hmm. He says, so you're under an obligation not to the flesh, yeah. to live according to the flesh, to live thinking these fleshly thoughts. Yeah. You you have to sow spiritual thoughts. Yeah. In order to have victory, you have to sow spiritual thoughts. Amen. For if you are living according to the flesh, you must die. Mm-hmm. You must die. This is, what? <laughs> you must. And then he, then he says this, but if by the Spirit. So in other words, if I will make my thoughts the Spirit's thoughts, yeah. then I'm, and I'm putting to death the deeds of the body. In other words, now look at this. I'm putting to death ungodly thoughts. Yeah. So our, our track and our progress should be actively diminishing fleshly
1: thinking.
0: Very actively, our thoughts... Of the flesh should be going down, 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 yeah. down. Our yeah. thoughts of a lack of faith should be going down. Our thoughts of "Oh my goodness, what are we going to do?" Those things should be going down right. because it's a lack of faith. Not tr- it's not trusting that God has a plan for your victory, which He's already established. Yeah. yeah, He's already established that. Amen. So it's not trusting that, and so if we're diminishing and putting to death the deeds of the flesh, we are putting to death ungodly. Unfaithful thinking, yeah. and that means that when we face a situation and I can remember when when I first started getting a hold of this, I would I, okay, I know that's right, and I'd go a year or so and 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 all of a sudden a problem would come up, and you know three days later I'd figure out that I've had the wrong thinking for three days since the problem came up, yeah. you know. And then all of a sudden it was, I'd, I'd go for a day and then I'd catch it, you know, and uh, then sometimes I'd go for a few hours mm-hmm. and then a few minutes. Yeah. And now, now it's to the point when I see a problem, I just, I know it's going to be okay. I don't even think, is this going to be okay? Yeah. I know it's going to be okay. And if we can get those thoughts in us and a part, of, see those thoughts now have become my heart. Yeah. So it's so much easier to get the victory. It's so much easier now to get the victory because yeah. I've allowed spiritual thinking to become my thinking and my actions and my thoughts yeah. and my words are spiritual actions, thoughts, and words. And so I immediately sow life yep. instead of sowing death. Yep. Yeah. And oh man, does that make it easier. Life becomes so much, and I'm literally seeing it's easy in life. Amen. You know, it's easy in light. And it's like when, um, you know, the other week when our dog got hit, she comes walking up. I was like, this is not right. This should not be happening. This is not the end. And I started speaking life. I'm believing God has a solution. And we're believing God. And it was like a miraculous turnaround. Yeah. And now she's doing all kinds of stuff and acting like her normal self and chewing up toilet paper, which I don't like. And uh, but she I'd rather have her chewing up toilet paper than be gone, yeah, you know? Yeah. And um but She's back to her normal self, uh, getting into stuff, and we're going to have to pray that off. So. <laughs> but uh, she uh, she's running, playing, excited, yeah. energetic, all that, just a complete miracle. But it, why do we have that harvest? Because in the moment, we took our thoughts captive and we sowed life, yeah. godliness, faithfulness. Amen. Not, this is not going to work out. It's a, We sowed those thoughts. Amen. Logically, it did not look good. But then we sowed. And so I, I told the story, but we, I left her outside sitting there. And in the logical, I'm not sure that she would have been alive when I walked back outside. Yeah. And we went inside and did exactly what the Bible taught us to do, and we started praising God. We stopped looking at the storm, and we looked and set our eyes on Jesus, and we started praising him. Lord, we trust you. We worship you. We did what Job did in in chapter 1, and we hit our knees and started worshiping him. And I went out there 30 minutes later, and she got herself up and walked herself in the door. Total turnaround turnaround. From what it was 30 minutes before. Why? Because we sowed life. We sowed thoughts and actions of that. Yeah. And so, uh, and and have I missed it before? And have I missed some of those things? Sure, I have. I've missed it and tried to do it and missed it and messed it up and tried to do it. And for some reason it broke and I didn't even know why it did. Sure. But you you don't stop because God is trustworthy. I might miss it, but yeah. he does it. And He is trustworthy, and He is faithful. Amen. All right. So now look at this. Read this again, 12 through 14.
1: So then, brethren, we are under obligation, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you are living according to the flesh, you must die. But if by the Spirit you are putting to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are being led by the Spirit of God... These are the sons of God.
0: See, if we want to be as children mm-hmm. with rights and inheritance, mm-hmm. we have to live by His way. Yeah. yeah. The ones that are led by the Spirit, these are the children of God.
2: Yeah.
0: All right, so now let's go to uh, James 3.18. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm.
2: I saw you keeping turning. I'm like, we are going longer today.
0: <laughs> I, did, I didn't realize it.
2: James 3.18 says, and the seed whose fruit is righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace.
0: Yeah, the seed whose fruit is righteousness. In, in other words, when we, if we want a righteous fruit, then we sow in that righteousness, yeah. right? We sow right things yeah. to get the right things. Yeah. We sow right thinking to get right things. Right a harvest. Yeah. We sow right words mm-hmm. to reap right things, yeah. right? And uh, keep going into chapter four.
2: What is the source of quarrels and conflicts among you? Is not the source of your pleasures that wage war in your members? You lust and do not have, so you commit murder. You are envious and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask with wrong motives so that you may spend it on your pleasures.
0: Okay. So what you're seeing here is that all of these fleshly things are what's motivating even their prayers, and they're thinking they're sowing the wrong seeds. Yeah. The context is you're sowing unrighteous seeds and yeah. you're reaping unrighteous results because the seeds are wrong. Yeah. And so it's not seeds are not just in finances, but can you see now with an understanding of seed time and harvest in money? Yeah. Can you see how seed time and harvest is going to work? in our thoughts, yeah. in our words, yeah. in our actions, and it's playing out the same way. So you can see how money becomes a teacher, which is what Jesus said the, these little things how if you don't understand these little things how will you reap the true riches of the kingdom right. so once we understand seed time and harvest and finances you can see how hey if i sow those thoughts yeah i can see how i'm going to reap the wrong the wrong things yeah right yeah. If, but if i sow righteous thoughts i'm going to reap the fruit of righteousness yeah. and all he's talking about here is they're sowing all the wrong things and notice what they're sowing is quarrels, conflicts, uh, things that their flesh wants to do. Yeah. Isn't, he's not talking about money here directly. He, he's saying they're envious. They fight and quarrel, mm-hmm. right? They don't receive their prayers answered because they're sowing the wrong things. Yeah. We've got to take our thoughts, Captain. Yeah. We've got to think on those things. So uh, one last thing is Philippians 4.8.
2: It says, finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things.
0: Dwell on these things. So what you see is that he he's saying, I love how it wraps it all up. If there's anything worthy of praise, think on these things, dwell yeah. on these things. So, if it doesn't make you want to lift your hands and praise, we shouldn't be dwelling on it. Yeah. We shouldn't be thinking on it. And what are, what is he telling? So, see, these are commands, but yet, how often have we been fine to just keep thinking the yeah. way we've been thinking and not realizing that they were seeds producing a harvest? Right. And so, when the storm comes up, we have to sow the right thoughts. Lord, you've got this. Mm-hmm. Everything is going to be all right. Yeah. Everything's going to be okay. I, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I give myself to you. Lord, you are awesome. Lord, tell me what to do and I will do it. Yeah. Lord, I believe everything will be okay. Everything's going to be yeah. all right. See, all of that right there, that's all righteous thinking, yeah. righteous seeds, righteous harvest. Amen. Yeah. And so a lot of people are being sunk in their attacks and they, the place they're sunk is their first response and their thoughts that they've allowed to keep carrying on. And they think that, well, you know, i just in this problem right now. And so they think they have a right, mm-hmm. they think they have a right to keep thinking on it as long as the problem remains. Mm -hmm. But what we saw in Romans is when we think that way, it's a hostility towards God, an open hostility towards God that we think is hidden, but it is in the face of God, and we're fighting our very Savior. In other words, we must take those thoughts captive, cast them down, bring them into the obedience of Christ. In 2 Corinthians 10, or is it? Yeah. Yeah. 10, I believe. And uh, we got to bring them into the obedience of Christ, right? In other words, all right, that thought's telling me this is not going to work, right. but that's contrary to the Word that yeah. says He works all things together for good. Yeah. So I take that thought, it's not going to work, and I put it down yeah. on purpose. Mm-hmm. And now I start on purpose yeah. thinking, My God shall supply all my need according to his riches. He works all things together. I start putting those scriptures in. He's always leading me to triumph in Christ, right? He provides a way. He wouldn't even allow me to be here if it wasn't going to work out. He wouldn't even allow me to be here if it wasn't going to work out. And we start taking those thoughts captive. And now we exit hostility with God and we enter into the mercy and the grace of God and God's power can go to work. So, but see, we've thought that we can have those thoughts as long as the problem remains. What that also shows us is by faith, we haven't received a solution to the problem because we still see the manifestation as, as the answer of, did God do it? See, faith Mm -hmm. believes and receives before you even see the manifestation. Faith doesn't believe when you see it. You don't, you have no need of hope and faith once you see the manifestation, Faith believes when you can't see. Yeah. you know, faith. Faith is not in the seen realm, right? It doesn't take its cues from what it sees. Faith takes its cues from the word of God, the character and nature of God. It thinks along those lines, and so when we start thinking that way, and and we stop giving ourselves a pass. Because it looks like the problem is still there. When we stop giving ourselves a pass on that, then we exit hostility of God. And we enter into the grace of God and the mercy of God. And now His power can go to work.
2: Yeah, Amen. Amen. Well, a few minutes ago, I believe the Holy Spirit uh, told me something. And I believe the anointing is already going in line with what I believe He showed me. And what that is, is I I believe there are viewers watching right now that you have are in a similar situation like I was a few weeks ago, where you have a desire to do the right things. You have a desire to be who God's called you to be and to walk through. And you are, you are doing everything you know to do to walk in faith. But a thought has been allowed to be there and it's created this bondage, this fear, this terror in you. And I believe that today when we pray that that Thing that has tried to terrorize you is coming to an end. The power yes. that it's had over your mind, the power that it's had over your thoughts, where you've just been in condemnation of. I just keep thinking this, and I don't know why it's still there, and I'm doing what I. No, that thing ends today. Yeah. The power of God is here to set you free and yeah. to never go back to where you once were. So expect that when we pray today, the anointing is going to work on your behalf. Yeah. And just like when Pastor ministered to me, and I've walked in freedom ever since, you're going to walk in freedom today where that bondage was it's going in jesus name so expect to receive today
0: just just uh lift your hands if you're able to and pray that out now
2: father in the name of jesus we thank you that you are the god who where the spirit of the lord is freedom comes to each person lord in jesus name Power of terror is broken over the minds of our viewers yep. now. Where once was power of terror comes the power of the spirit of God. Bondages break. Bonds Fall off now. Chains dissipate and let the anointing of God come in. Lord, your spirit is peace. It is life. It is hope to those who find it. Lord, let hope flood their minds right now. Peace still every single storm. And let the anointing of God produce a confidence inside of them that everything is going to be okay. In the name of Jesus, we speak that everything is Okay, now, in Jesus'
0: name. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Okay. Well, right now, did you get something out of this today? Did you see how to sow seeds into the righteous works of God? In other words, to bring about his victory and to bring about his goodness in your life. And we hope that you've been blessed by it. If you would like to sow today, uh, feel free please share the broadcast, like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Uh, if you'd like to give, you can go to giveww.org. You can sell on Facebook yeah. cash, excuse me, cash app, uh, Venmo, PayPal, a text to give all that different stuff. You can give one time or multiple times where it sets up a recurring giving. You can do that at giveww.org. We just praise God for you, yeah. and we want to pray for anybody who might be sowing seed today to get this good news out so that people's lives can stop being uh, just railroaded by the yeah. enemy. Uh, this is this is where this comes from. I was tired of seeing yeah. people being railroaded in, you know, by the enemy and just trashed. And decimated yeah. uh, but one of the things is we haven't realized that we we were playing a part mm-hmm. in our own destruction. And we have to take responsibility for That's that. Good. So people need to see that and hear that message. And every time that you sow, it helps get that out there. Yeah. So Father, right now, everything that everybody sowed, I see that, that one on Facebook right now. Lord, let it be blessed.
1: Yeah, thank let you. it be
0: overflowing, pressed down, shaken together, running over in the name of Jesus. Thank you, mm-hmm. Father, for your goodness and your mercy lord let it be a supernatural quick and exponential harvest in jesus name amen. Amen. amen glory to god we praise god for you we pray that you've been blessed today yeah. and thank you guys for your input and being here and amen. That's good. Amen. amen 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 glory to god well we love you we'll talk to you uh tomorrow yeah. see you tomorrow at lunch plus at 11 30 and right now i think marky is going to wrap it up here she is
1: hey guys if you haven't i would plan on watching this again this <laughs> was so very very good and make sure to send it to people make sure to like the broadcast right now if you haven't liked it and share it if you're on facebook hit the share button If you're on YouTube, you can also hit the share button and send it to people or also copy and paste it into Facebook for your Facebook friends to see it on YouTube. All kinds of fun stuff that you can do there if you look. Make sure you're subscribed. And we will be back tomorrow at 1130 for another wonderful day of fun and the word. And we'll see you then. Bye.